Hello and welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. Hello to everyone. Hello to the people that we said hello to an MCM Comic Con London. Hello, hello, hello. And hello to Joshua and Jade, my cohorts, my co-hosts for this superhero creation podcast. Hey, you guys. Do you actually like being called Joshua? Um, doesn't really happen that often. Hmm. It's it's a uh, it's a weird one. Like us, us two don't really have extensions to our name. As, no, but I have as... I have many mispronunciations. You know, Jane, Jake, etc. <laughs> Every single one. Jane maybe... and Deanua. <laughs> Actually, you can you can call me Dosh for short. <laughs> so yes, it's a wonderful balmy. Uh, Monday afternoon, and we're just soaking it all in. And I'm, I'm, I'm so sway in this studio of mine. I am panting like a dog, but it's okay because making a superhero will help me blow off some steam and cool me down. I do believe. Surely you want to get all fired up rather than cool down. Mm. I'm sorry, no, I'm contradicting I... you a lot. This just is a thing that happens when I get a microphone in front of me. Really sorry. That's that's okay, and I get you, but at the same time, I'm so hot. <laughs> I I am literally like I am an English dude who is used to moaning about everything, moaning about the weather, moaning about uh, not moaning about comics though. Comics are the one perfect thing in this world. <laughs> oh. they, they, they have their moments. <laughs> well, unless you're like a one of the big two in the nineties, then we've got some beef. Anyway, <laughs> have <laughs> Jay? Sorry. You- have you been reading some pure comics? Oh today? no, no! I have been reading filthy smut. Oh. oh, really? I'm really sorry, but I have to recommend this because this is possibly the best smut I've ever bought in my life. Oh, then please go on. So, uh, it's my favorite purchase from TCAF. Um, I didn't go in expecting to buy this. It was something that I was literally running out, trying to fight my way through the crowd to get out, and it caught my eye. That's how you know it's something good when the cover is just like. Mm picked out um so it's called no better words by carolyn oh. nowak yeah dean dean pinched this off of me <laughs> and he kept sneaking like whenever there wasn't any kids around he'd be like flicking through it it's um, real good it's very good so this one is about a woman who's getting super frustrated with her own overwhelming desire for this one guy uh she ends up confessing to him how much she desires him when he's just washing up in the kitchen during a house party and things escalate from there but it like it sounds so simple, but it's in the writing and just the brilliant conveyance of the literal feeling of desire. Like it oozes off of the pages. Mm. There's really good visual metaphors right before she goes to meet this guy. She's trying to verbalize and visualize how she feels. Um, and then once they do get it on, the expressions are just so real. Um, and there's really kind of tense, sexually charged pauses as like other people in the house party just like come into the kitchen while these two are just <laughs> standing there. Um, yeah, I-, I thought it would be fun to read a tiny extract of this because just the writing is so good. Um, so she has this dream uh, where she's it's it's all colored in pink and she's just running through this maze of bed sheets. And she's just kind of crying her frustration to this guy. So here's a few lines that she says. You have the most beautiful neck I've ever seen. I'm sorry I'm not chasing you through a more interesting metaphor. I would pay $500 to watch you jack off. 
I would pay $500 to watch you enjoy a really good cup of coffee. <laughs> Is that high quality of both uh, graphic and literary prose that you can look forward to in this comic? Yes. That, that, that might sound a little sarcastic, but it's genuinely very good no, and no, everyone right. should read it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, literary and graphic prose, I too have been reading one of the hundreds of thousands of comics we managed to pick up a TCAF. But I, I kind of annoyed Jade with this one because <laughs> she bought it and I read it first. So I was actually furious, but go on. <laughs> Suck it, Jade. <laughs> so what I've been reading is Lake Ulimist by Tess Anelli Reed. And, oh, beautiful. Um, sort of um, young adult style graphic novel. It's about a young couple who are about to part ways. Uh, Lise is about to leave the city and their friends. And most importantly, their partner, Layla. So uh, they're about to leave for another country, just like this massive distance between them. Uh, they first met at this lake near their city, which plays a very important part in their relationship. Uh, it's that feeling of like leaving those that you care about deepest, you know, going on your adventure. But at the same time, it really captures that spirit of wanting them to leave, but not wanting them to leave. You know, you want them to be happy, but at the same time, you know, you, you like them very much. So it's those attempts to be being optimistic when things are doomed that uh, this comic captures very well. And yeah, it's just... It's just beautifully drawn as well. Like this, um, I believe it's like a Danish city that they're in. It's very beautifully rendered and all the water effects and characters like come to life and just, just those subtle expressions as well. Like uh, Tess's art is nice and bubbly and cartoonish, but at the same time, there's emotional depth. Huh? Lake's depth that could be Good captured job. in there. <laughs> um, you haven't mentioned something that we... And I'm sorry if I'm jumping the gun but we haven't talked about one of these in weeks limited color palette oh it's so yes good. it's very good yeah this one's limited to sort of blue and teals and red and pinks so you've got that nice contrast going as well mm-hmm. about a lake and water you gotta have that so yes lake ulimist pick it up check it out cry your eyes out josh mm-hmm. you got he some is. big shoes to fill okay well um i didn't read anything that I picked up from TCAF. So if there's any uh, thing to say. Um, but what I have been reading, I've been reading it just, it's a, it's a shortish story. Um, it's about 150 pages. But I've been reading Hirohiko Araki's Rohan at the Louvre. Oh, right. Which is part of a um, collection of stories that the Louvre kind of commissioned, I think. So they're all kind of these various, this isn't um, the one I'm talking about, but there's like Jiro Taniguchi did one and Iraqi's done one and there's a few others dotted about they're all really good mm-hmm. but I'm talking about this one because I'm a big fan of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure which mm-hmm, I believe I've recommended mm-hmm. on here several times in various forms mm-hmm. um, just dotted around the podcast yeah, yeah, yeah just sprinkled um, this is a short story it's kind of a spin-off uh, it's based around one of the characters from the fourth part of Jojo uh, Rohan Kashibe who has the power to read you like a book and then kind of write in that book certain things that he might want to happen. Yeah. It's like he'll write in character traits and motivations. Ah, yes, I know who you're talking about. You mean Hirohiko Araki? (laughs) Yeah, uh, (laughs) Rohan is also it's worth... Rohan is also worth noting as a... not officially a self-insert, but if you take 
um, Rohan Kashibe, and I think if you spin it around and stuff, it almost reads out as like Iraqi, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, this is a kind of a short little story um, about Rohan meeting a mysterious woman who's staying at his grandma's inn, and the story of a haunted painting that's uh, held in the bottom of the Louvre. Okay. And yeah, this basically operates as like a short little horror story, but with like that Iraqi kind of Jojo flair. <laughs> so like towards the end, it gets very like quite supernatural and horror based, but there's still kind of Jojo poses and high fashion, which you kind of expect from him. Um, I'm not sure if that will make it any more or less horrific. <laughs> f- flashily horrific? <laughs> it could go either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's it's really good. It a good length as well it's beautiful to look at and yeah it's just really nice sorry it's really just good oh, be, better is what i should be saying much better so this is going to be an interesting one forlorn lovers intense one-offs and high art horror mm. actually actually that might be they are elements that will play directly into this oh. generator mm. i believe so, first off, good news. Uh, it's an image-based generator. It's okay. been a while, I know. Um, we, we, we were just getting straight back into the whole adding in our names and generating yeah. and stuff. And now you've pulled us straight back in with uh, the macros and stuff. The, the macros are classic. And... Don't complain about the macros when we could be having <laughs> lists. <laughs> do you want another list, no, Josh? No, no. Uh, I do sorry, not sir, want I'm another sorry. Rogue One Lando Calrissian blaster. <laughs> um, so... What we're looking at today is, well, I've been in this muggy apartment all day and I've been sweating. I've been um, trying to cool off. And I was like, we've been we've been to a Comic-Con and there's been a lot of cosplayers. And I was thinking back to them and how hot they must have been. Like, I'm in like shorts and t-shirt, but some of those people are in like fursuits. They're in like full body cosplays. Are you looking then... for an ice villain? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we can make an ice villain. Ooh. But there's a very particular branch of cosplayers who I feel feel for because they really they go for it and they really they suffer for their art and I commend them. So this is the Sweet Lolita print name generator. <laughs> okay. So these have quite summary names actually. Um, one could be a Dreamy Princess Parfait, which is just like okay. This sounds quite light and fluffy. Hmm. We need that. We need that. Especially after, well, carrying on with the theme of fighting unicorns from uh, last week. <laughs> We're not going to continue from that. No, no. Well, we'll, we'll see. Maybe. I will let that happen. <laughs> we can have a, a poot or two, no. perhaps. So for this, I'm going to need uh, someone's birth month, uh, favorite color, and the first letter of their name. Oh, this, and this tax code, code, and yeah. original birth street. And... Would you like my mother's maiden name? Yeah. I've got that in the back as well. <laughs> I did... I don't know if anyone else saw the news about the uh, royal wedding name generator that included the street you grew up on, the name of your first pet, <laughs> and the name and your mother's maiden name, which oh. which is one hundred percent made of fuck off. Pillocks. Anyway, so what do you need from us again? I mean, you could always give me a random month. Uh, no, November. Uh, so that's delightful. Mm. Um, someone's favorite color? Orange, because that is a good color. Delightful dream. Um, and Jade, you gave me that, so uh, Delightful Dream Garden. Where, where, where did you get the garden bit from? Uh, first letter of Jade's name. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we were going to be stuck with garden regardless, considering 
my name as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are we feeling, Delightful Dream Garden? Delightful Dream Garden. Hmm. I'm, a, I'm immediately thinking of a sentient garden. <laughs> you think? Hmm. Uh, just... Well, we've done a few... We've done a few nature heroes. We've done a few magical girls as well. Um, We've never done a garden hero, though. A hero that's literally a living garden. Yeah. We've done We've done a hero that takes care of gardens. Rest in peace, power clip. <laughs> or in this case, a villain. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, no, even you... a, garden, a garden needs maintenance or it'll get out of hand. It'll overgrow. Oh, okay. S- sidekick to dream... The, what is it? Dream delightful, <laughs> delightful dream garden? That's it. Delightful dream garden. Cool. I mean, like, a garden, like, denotes, like, an area where you grow things, but it can also be, like, um, like a collection of things, I guess. You know, what? like... Can it? Am I, am I tripping out? What, like, I have a garden of junk on my desk? <laughs> is, is that what you're trying to go for? Well, just sort of, like, like, a paradise kind of feel. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, within our control. You know, like, the Garden of Eden was just, like free-flowing and wild and all that, you know? It doesn't ne- necessarily have to be tamed, is what I'm getting at. Well, actually, I believe that garden is defined as a planned space. Have you just Googled the word garden? Yes. <laughs> wow. Google's got me again. Yep. Okay, so, delightful dream planned space <laughs> is where we're at. This has to be, like, I want an embodiment. Um... I don't want like a Pokemon, a garden Pokemon, you know. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. want like a living, like roll of turf or anything like you, that. Oh, you don't that's want, a you shame. Want... I was thinking of that. <laughs> so you're not looking for like a swamp thing kind of thing. Well, delightful dream has some like purity and some sort of. Um, I don't want to say like personification. You know okay. Let me let me throw something out there. Go I'm, on. Not, I'm not sure if it kind of steps on the toes of some previous heroes, but what if this garden? has some sort of tree in it that exudes a pollen that puts people to sleep and then they meet the personification of the garden. Ooh. Okay. That's interesting. See, I'm not, I'm not sure if that kind of steps on the toes of like our electrical appliance heroes or like... Not, not really. Mm. It's quite different. Oh, good. In which case, let's go with that. <laughs> See... Well, I had, a, I had another idea. Oh, shoot. Go. Which is very different. It's more along the Pokemon route, but we'll, we'll mm. see. Um, I envisioned more of a, a space that appears to people when a bit okay. Terrible reference alert, but the room of requirement from <laughs> Harry Potter, right? You know how it appears when you need it. Uh huh. So, like, what if this garden is a dream garden that appears and it is sentient? So, say this this is a common enough example. Woman feels very uncomfortable walking alone at night and is being followed by a man. God, there's yeah, loads, right. loads of people in this garden. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So suddenly she takes another step and she's in this beautiful dreamlike garden. And so oh. is the guy. And the guard just fucking takes care of him. <laughs> and she, you know, she has a nice little, little sit down and a rest, watches as he just slowly sinks into the ground going... And uh, then, you know, everything's fine. I like this. That's, that's like my way more violent version. But mm. we, maybe we could combine the two. Like, Can we combine the three? Can oh, I cut oh, in? okay, go on. It's getting complex. Right. Go. Mm. So we have uh, s- sleepy time pollen. We have rumor requirement. But what if, like, the garden could bestow upon people who are in there sort of crime fighting abilities as well? Like, they all, like, 
combine with the the garden a little bit maybe gain some like bark armor maybe they ha have like ooh like various thorns on their fists if yeah, you want to be so a little like bit more violent. Yeah, so like the garden would beef up the good person in the situation yes, as well. Yes, yes. Or protect them somehow. But I like I like Josh's idea too, so maybe we could combine them in the sense that when they get to the dream space, this this dream garden, the personification is also there. I think so. They're like, well, welcome to my crib. <laughs> Hi, this is this is a delightful dream garden. And I'm the delightful dream. Is this this guy Murph. bothering you? No, don't worry. You just have a nice sit down here, Rose. Ah, yes. <laughs> I'll choke. I'll choke them with thorns. Yes. Just, just take a little nap. Just lay down for a little bit. This, this sounds kind of like a bit of a an anti-hero vigilante more than a hero. Mm. Well, no, because because the dream garden only visits those who who are in need. Yeah, but it's also dishing out its own sense of justice, which mm. is kind of vigilante. -y. It's like you could say that like the Punisher does a lot of good, but at the same time, they're yeah. uh, questionable in terms yeah. of their way that they we, do it. We are treading on the toes of superhero philosophy that puts me in a deep-seated sense of fear. I don't mind that. No. Uh -oh. It's just all quite cool that it's... Um, like the two ideas kind of almost clash. Like you wouldn't expect like a, a delightful dream garden to be probably as violent. Exactly. As we're going. Yeah. Well, then maybe that's like every rose has its thorns. <laughs> 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 but maybe we can play with this. So maybe we as readers can notice that the garden's getting a bit darker as the story goes on. Ooh. Okay, then let's let's come up with a story for the garden itself. <laughs> Wait. Before we go into it, I'll make a joke that might go somewhere. Okay. How about what, okay. what happens when the garden gets a bit like too dark and a bit too overgrown? <laughs> Who can come hey. in? Is it to, power clip? It is power clip <laughs> to kind of reel the garden back in. Mm -hmm. Just just for the uh, benefit of some of our newer viewers, uh, power clip was part of our Nerf gun spectacular super team where. You know, we had lots of uh, Nerf gun names. Wait, no, we had course... lots of terrible ideas and one very yeah. good idea, and that was Power Clip, the the gardening hero. He, he's he's just very good at sharing, mm -hmm. good good at mm -hmm. and that was that. Yep. And I, I guess they could come in and clean things up if, uh, or guess... maybe they used to, but then they went off on their space adventures. Of course. And now, that, and now they've left the garden to go a bit, um, yeah, crazy. Oh my goodness. Getting very meta here. So Boys our whole style. story, our whole story with this section would be power clip plus. It would be the mm. whole story between power clip leaving and power clip coming back. Well, we have to come up with like the origins of delightful dream garden first. Uh, do we? It could be mysterious. It just manifests. It's just a thing. It's always been here. Yeah. Can we? Can we like hook it down? Like some people used to call it the Garden of Eden. Oh. <laughs> That's all I need. That's pretty much it, right there. Oh, there you go. That's it. Cheers, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do this myth thing, and I I could only think of like one kind of mythical garden. Some call well, it the secret the garden. Se I was going to say some <laughs> call it the secret garden. Somebody w once wrote a book about it, and then another book. Has have any of us read the secret garden? Uh, I've seen the. A long time ago. I've seen the film. Do they do like a film or like TV show? Yeah. Back in the mid nineties, yeah. I feel. I can't Is recall anything, like... anything that happened. Is it anything like what we're talking about, Josh, before we fragrantly break copyright? No. I don't that's think so. what I like to hear. I think it's a magic garden, but that's about as far as we're going. 
Okay. We've got a magic garden that appears from time to time when people need it most. Mm-hmm. Poor example, a woman at night being harassed. Maybe there's an elderly woman who's crossing the road, doesn't see like uh, a truck coming by the opposite way. And all she, like, all she like notices is that there's, oh, this is a lovely bridge. When, when did that road get filled in with water? <laughs> and then suddenly she's on the other side of the bridge and she's back in reality. Boom. Thank you. Uh, delightful dream garden. You're both yeah, delightful like and a dream. I was going to say, like, at the start of the story as well, the rule would be it'd be quite discombobulating for things that happen at night because it's always sun, like sun, bright sunshine and mm. perfectly blue skies in this garden. Just, just a nice spring day. Yeah, but then as the story goes on, it, it loses some of that brightness, you know. Maybe occasionally it'll be raining, which is fine. They'll brush it off. They'll be like, no, no, just need to, you know, water the plants and... That's how they rationalize things getting I was going to say, dimmer. maybe you can like have the sun slowly set in the garden and then it fully turns to night, shit gets like kicked up, you know? I mean, night can be nice. It can. We can have some nice moments. But, but at the same time, it could also be like when you see, like sometimes when you see like a shadow and it kind of looks like a person or like when you're walking and you kind of see like a shadow of like a, a claw, but it turns out mm. it's just like mm. a branch, like waving wildly. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Depending on how the night goes, yeah. the branch could actually be like a big old claw. Ooh, yes. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. So what happens to the manifestation as the story goes on? Um, or, or maybe we should just start from the beginning with this manifestation. Who? How, how do they behave? Well, they're very benevolent, aren't they? They're very um, sort of airy, like your typical like nature god kind of deal, mm. I think. I was thinking of the nature gods that you often find in like mythology where they exude benevolence but they're actually really like malicious under the surface oh like when you read about the greek gods it's like oh uh, this is the greek god of of peace and delight and once they crushed a squirrel under their foot exactly (laughs) that kind of shit yeah Yeah, yeah. that'd be good i guess like if we were uh if we had a little bit more time on this we could perhaps research various gardening or nature gods and be all like oh this is an example of them but well, it could be like um, the one in Princess Mononoke. Oh, yeah. Ooh. You have that big old deer spirit with the human face that it gets its head, does it? I think it loses it loses its yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, it gets its head chopped off. And then it becomes a massive weird shadow creature. Yeah, yeah, Something like that, but without like the, the hard decapitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah. well, well, hmm. what happens at the end of our story? We haven't got to that yet. But um, I agree that it could be kind of like that, like... I think they need to. This manifestation needs to interact with the people that wander in of most of the time, because otherwise, what's the point of them being there? Mm. But it can be closer to that that deer spirit in that it's very above everything. Like people are mm. just ants that are passing through. Like it shocks everyone who who sees it. Yeah. Like maybe they're like very tall or something. Maybe they're like eight feet tall or something. Mm, like they find rather than doing this for good, it's more that they find it entertaining. Oh, so that's they're quite playful. Yeah. Mischievous. Mm. Well, maybe um, like one thing I don't want to do. Here's a list of don'ts. Okay. I don't want it to be like man has ruined nature. Now I'm no. going to get my no, revenge. No, 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 like, no, no. I was no, no. no. Yeah. No. You're you're fine. You're good. But what might be cool is then be like, oh, they forfeit their rights when they come into here after the, what they've done to the, you or these people. So I'm just going to have, I'm just going to toy with them like they oft toy with others. 
I That's guess, a little punishing. Can, can they not, because they are the garden, they can't leave the garden. Yes, mm. absolutely. So when someone wanders in because that's what they need, they're like, yes, and what I need is a toy to play with. If you wanted to go a little bit darker, like perhaps this is like midnight delightful dream garden, delightful nightmare garden. Um, well, you could do the thing of needing substance and trapping people in Venus fly traps. and. Oh, I like that. But mainly like, I guess... I want it to start out that they're doing seemingly like the right thing. So they let... Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, they let the good people go and mm. supposedly bad people, you know, get oh, eaten shit. by Venus flytraps and whatnot. <laughs> no, no. Do you know what, like, do you know what the worst, like, trap plant is? Uh, no. Is it, that the, like, one, the... is it one that, like, um, it's a, a weeping uh, victory bell, basically? Yes. Literally that, <laughs> where it's just like, oh, inside this, this bell, there's these horrific acids that... Eesh. Like flies and insects will fall into. And so you've then just they... got like a person being slowly dissolved in this, and there's just legs dangling out of it for a couple of the other stories. God, this has gone very dark very quickly. Well, where, where's the, the thing. where's the delightful bit in here? Yeah, so we need to bring in the delight. How about I'm I'm going for like full mythical fairyland type thing with this. You know, oh, like yeah. you know, like Puck, Oberon, Titania type mm. thing, where one of their things was. You always had to be careful. Like it's kind of like an Irish and British mythology around fairies that you don't talk. You talk to them in a certain way so that you don't give them anything to play mm. with, so that they can't yeah. like accidentally steal your soul or whatever, mm. and you'll be stuck in fairyland forever. So whenever someone good comes in, that's it. Whenever someone good comes in and they've trailed a bad person with them, that the garden saves them from they're also like well in exchange you could give me this and mm. you know they collect lots of trinkets from people as they pass through mm. like, what happens um, if they don't have trinkets well that's it that's the mm. thing so what what does the garden collect i think at one point we need to have the the garden collect like perhaps a very sad person who's actually like well i could stay here and you know do some pruning and stuff I was literally about to say that we need like some friend character to be with mm. them, you know. Not so, romantic. Not romantic. Not, not, not romantic. Is this, is this the origin of power clip. Oh, <laughs> it happened. Okay, I take back what I said about this being taking place between power clip leaving and power clip mm. coming back. This is the origin of power clip. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, okay. this will be progression to why power, gli- power clip leaves then, I guess. Mm. So. Yeah, maybe one one day power well like pre uh, superhero power clip is saved and maybe they give a little bit too much information to the, uh, Dream Garden and mm-hmm. they're like oh, oh oh maybe you should stay a little bit perhaps we could be friends oh, oh, oh. I don't think and they then- put it that way no again like you have to be very careful about how like speech with these things because if they said they were friends then that would imply a level of equality which is not the case Mm. then okay so it's more like i will allow you (laughs) would you like to stay a little while Mm. that kind of stuff yeah that's good because then it's implying that they have a choice (laughs) so of course they would they would agree being quite the green thumb power clip and uh dream garden escorts them around this wonderful, absolutely pristine garden that they they inhabit and are partially am. And maybe power clips like, oh these are these are very nice. Like, 
Oh, how did you grow this? What what do you do? How how can I learn from you? And perhaps there there's like not a symbiosis, but they learn a little bit from one another, you know? Mm. So are we still going with the goal for the garden's um manifestation to want to leave the garden? I don't think like that would be the end goal. Oh, okay. I don't like I think that the garden's a pretty dang good place, but perhaps like they don't want, like venture out and they don't really see too much of society. They only see so, the people that come in. Yeah. So mm. maybe as far as they're, con- they're concerned, like a visitor is a rare thing. But what they don't realize is that there's 7 billion people on the planet now. So they could just park up on like Times Square and have like thousands of visitors a day yeah. to play with. So maybe they they still think they're in the, the, the Dark Ages when in fact things have moved on and... There's lots of modern people. And perhaps Power Clip or another one of these um, wanderers who come inside let that slip and maybe that's when the darkness sets in. Hmm. Yeah? Yeah, I just want to check that Josh is still with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still with you. I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I'm just about like the bad influence um, on how... Well, maybe the bad influence can come from like gluttony. How so? Just, well, see, this is one of my beefs with the seven deadly sins like there's greed and there's gluttony ah right right now greed is like a want for things like wants want for things they don't might might not necessarily need but gluttony is sort of um being over luxurious and like treating yourself too much but you know it's all about eating too much is the gluttony oh i see yeah so perhaps they're being gluttonous to themselves by playing too much with these human beings mm. and um they start to maybe they even start losing track of the garden itself so they become less invested in the garden more invested in people so the garden and, starts looking less well cared for and stuff yes except for the parts where obviously power clip is trying <laughs> to maintain some semblance of control yes i'm just wondering how how big are we imagining dream garden to be. Ah, I had an idea about this. Oh. I reckon it could be different for every person that shows up. But mm. overall, like there's one big version of the garden. It's just that every time sh- someone shows up, they they are taken to the most perfect part of the garden for them. Uh, and so they only see like a small part of the overall whole. I'm going to need an entire floor plan for that garden. <laughs> no, I'm good. No, I'm not good though. I, I did need enough garden plan. planning when I was a kid. Ah, oh, oh. no, seriously, oh, no. grid paper and everything. <laughs> um, I th- yeah, I think that could be good. Um, it's, it's it's as big as it needs to be. It's a magical place. Yeah. Um, there's no necessary limit on it. Like we we've we talk we're talking a lot about the downfall. I I reckon we've got a pretty good like grasp on that now. I was gonna say like when we said that this garden was you know mysterious <clears throat> and it manifested. So could it like could it have a specific purpose i'm using the word programmed but you know like built into its sense of yeah. self like you know when a person is is good and deserving of protection and when they I, deserve punishment i was thinking on this um and i wasn't sure about almost like a um like a goku's cloud test uh-huh what, what's his the nimbus cloud isn't it yeah the nimbus, yeah. yeah where if your soul isn't like pure enough you fall straight through Exactly, yeah. I, I Wait, but sh- D- Goku's a dick, though. Yeah, no, we won't go well, into that. Yeah. We'll be here all night. He doesn't use it that much anymore. There's no. a reason. No. Um, But, like, 
when they set foot in there, maybe their footprints almost like decay the garden. They almost like, like cause that. it like harm. Yes. I was thinking the exact same thing. Mm. Oh, right. Okay. So the footprints cause harm. So if like afterwards, perhaps like maintenance needs to be done on the garden by delightful dream garden. Mm-hmm. But if they're too concerned at uh, like people and mm. like distracted from that, they don't take the, the, care. The case starts like spreading. Yeah, like you just like start seeing like patches of dead grass. Yeah, sometimes pe- good people come in and all they see first is like a couple of footprints where there's decay and they're just like freaked out like this isn't a nice place. <laughs> you just start seeing all these little footprints and then one of them disappears. And one of the them just leads like a trail to a Venus mm. flytrap and you're like, um... <laughs> um, right. I want to sort of swing things around. I, um, we, we know how the downfall happens and yeah, roughly sorry, what happens. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But... Like, this is a superhero. Yes. Delightful Dream Garden is a hero mm-hmm. that happens to sort of fall folly to their own, mm. you know, their, their own misgivings, which is pretty natural natural for a superhero. Mm-hmm. But let's let's focus on the hero aspects for a little bit. Okay, because... well, I guess give us a scenario. And I don't think bank robbery is going to work here this time. <laughs> now, I was going to mention the bank Ooh. robbery case. Oh, okay, then. So here's a situation. Bank is surrounded by cops. Um, all the hostage hostages have been pushed into the back room. But what if like a little vine starts creeping around one of the uh, hostages' legs? There they sort of turn around, and it's like I don't, I don't remember there being like a passage down here. And then from there, you could have them like scurry backwards into the garden, perhaps. You know, sort of if their arms are arms and legs are tied up they can sort of like hitch backwards into it oh so so they don't so the garden actively pulls these these criminals in perhaps oh, okay. I, I was thinking of something quite similar but it wasn't whilst they were in the bank it's when they were escaping in their yeah. like get, getaway vehicle mm. that they're just Ooh. driving and driving and they're trying to avoid the cops so they kind of cut across into a park and, then and just, the park is the garden and the park is the garden and just suddenly like things start happening and like yeah then the vines can come in and they can kind of start picking up the car and just like shaking them about and stuff. That freaking Jumanji, just the yeah, vine yeah, cuts yeah. the car in half. <laughs> and you, you, you've got your Whomping Willow situation yeah. as well. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. This this could be like a very creative, a very um, comic-friendly hero. Because imagine like you're drawing a page and then um, vines could literally come out of the guttering and like mm. come out, even like the seams of the... Uh, the comic itself. And well, that would be a really easy way of showing the difference between reality and the garden is the mm. garden scene panels would just be made of vines or leaves or whatever. Like, imagine this mugger has just, they've just mugged someone, they're running mm. down an alley, and mm-hmm. then suddenly right in front of them is one of those massive plants that when they bloom, they expel that horrible smell. Yes. Ah. Uh. And then when the smell knocks them back, they hit, instead of hard road, it's you know, just some lawn. And they're like, what? Mm. When did I get here? I do want, like, some empathy from this hero. Though. Yeah, yeah. Like, like mm. I was trying to say earlier, like, the way they've been created, whoever created them, mysterious mm-hmm. person, um, they start out with this intrinsic sense for, like, this is the good thing I need to do. I need to protect people and I need mm. to do good. But it's because they aren't a person and so they learn from the people that come into the garden. I think dealing with so many criminals would 
lend a nefarious air to their their growth as a <laughs> as a sentient person. I think so. I had a really dumb idea that I can't <laughs> wait until it's shot down. Like we we're saying about how which, which um, animal they- or ghost is it? <laughs> <laughs> and then a pig comes in. No, um, we're saying about how they're focused on people instead of the garden itself, and maybe morality is the reason why they go downhill. What if they just? What if they just like get addicted to a smartphone, and the evil comes from scrolling through Twitter? I'm whoa. Okay, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what what if that hmm. I, can, exactly. I mean I like I, it I, but I think it'd be hard to write that's okay we'll, we'll, we'll bury it where it's supposed to be in the dirt <laughs> under the flowers under the flower bed okay okay I had another idea that might might be better than that it was just for an interesting scene where for this uh, nefarious growth to happen like uh, like we said a few sort of moments back we were talking about um they might toy with some of the people that they've captured Mm. before they're disposed of Mm. so maybe there could be a point where you know in between saving people they've got a few criminals just kind of trussed up but not like dying not being disintegrated by acid and stuff they're just kind of like maybe dangling from something i'm trying to think what can they be in one of those garden mazes. Yes, yes. And so we've got we've got our hero just sat. Okay, where are they sat? Where are they like mm. viewing the maze from? Are they um, in the middle? Treehouse. Treehouse? Oh, like a tree a tall... in the center of the maze that they can watch 360 mm. degree view. Yep. Excellent. And they've got like one of those coconut drinks as well. So they're just, yes, ex- excellent. And they're just like calling out to these criminals. So like, so I don't know about you guys, but like, I had this one guy in here and like he was really mean to me and I I I saved his ass and I'm not asking for thanks but I mean I think I'm asking for that. What do you think Bob Bob you need to t- no no honey you're going in the wrong direction. Oh never mind. <laughs> Phil you seeing this? Oh you no you're not doing no better. Okay. Cl- Clarice how about you? Can you just she's just like just let me out. <laughs> No <laughs> losing their mind, and and you know, gardens just like you, you, you guys are no help at all. I don't know why. I look, I let you live a bit longer. I thought that was really nice of me. Oh my you goodness, know. this is like sort of part way down on the slippery slope. I yes, feel. of course, because <laughs> like they're more concerned about what the people are doing. You know, exactly. Yeah, like the maze itself is decaying <laughs> as they're fucking talking. Well, it, well, it could be like at when they first started. They'd keep the criminals going around, but they'd have yeah. like little vegetable patches, so where they can like kind of oh, refill and kind of eat yeah. and stuff. But stuff but, would be decaying as they walked around this maze yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's the rule of the garden. Mm. Oh, this is good. <laughs> it's, it turned out to be a fun one. Yes. Um, I was going to ask about villains, but I don't think it just doesn't really lend itself to it's villains. Not, really, it's not that this garden is a bad guy. That's what I want to stress, right? No. It's that it's a bit like a child. And you tell a child what's good and bad, but the mm. world's not black and white. It's it's grey, as everyone says. Or in this case, green. Yes, green. And so you've got this child with phenomenal cosmic power in an itty bitty living space, trying to figure out what the heck to do. Oh, maybe maybe that's the um, representation of this character then, sort of like an eight foot, eight year old child or something like that. <laughs> I kind of like that. You know, sort of like. Like like an ancient god, you know, they're very, very tall and very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, tall and, like, intimidating. Yeah. Um, 
but they they have the face of like a, almost like a like a cherub, but not. Why? Like... What is your insistence <laughs> on having me draw so many kids on this fucking? <laughs> I thought we got out of our system with the one where they had literally a yeah, we... hundred children. Yeah, and wine gum. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's just kids. Well, kids have that similar optimism. Well, that's why they love superheroes, isn't it? They they are all about the good in the world and fighting for that and not really knowing the complexities that might plague a hero in their work. It's deep. I don't think people are as intimidated by a child, though, is the thing. Well, that's they're not, are they? Until the child starts wrapping them up in thorns and planting them in the the, the daffodil Mm. bed. I guess. I mean, they could be like a little bit odder. Maybe they could well, be I'm like. Just, a, I'm just grumpy because quite... I don't want to draw a kid again. <laughs> what if the child was made of like tree? Because I, I, I briefly thought like the manifestation of the garden could never like they were always rooted to the ground. Oh yeah. So hmm. like, if occasionally they'd kind of like slip into the ground and they'd kind of move up a tree, and mm. then they'd kind of become like the knot of the tree, and they kind of just like sit there. Yeah. Mm. So like a, a traveling grandma willow. Mm. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking, um, but I didn't want to say the name. Um, hmm. So we're saying that it's they're not like a character separate from the garden. They are actually made up of bits of the garden. Yeah, or? I think I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that could be cool. I I always thought more of like an interface for the garden. Yeah. Interface. That's that's a good word for it. Mm. Okay. Um, I think that just about does it, really. Um, well, any last thoughts? Well, we need to, I guess, finish up their story. Like, what's what's the last straw for this hero that that power clip leaves? Uh, I guess it would be potentially like harming someone who does good. Yeah. Um. So perhaps, so perhaps, someone who is inherently good comes into the garden, but maybe they've done one bad, like the one bad thing. Maybe they. Well, maybe they've like stolen something. But the reason why they stole it was good. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. And then um, they're judged by Delightful Dream Garden as being evil. And the torture starts. <laughs> the torture starts. <laughs> the punishment starts. And then um, maybe they get so engrossed in that. Maybe they like accidentally kill this person. Um, Do you know what? So- Can I interject with something? A thought. For okay. the overall story. I don't think this garden actually ever kills anyone. No. I think because it's a place that's not steeped in reality, I think these criminals that get punished, or indeed this one person who's good and gets punished as well, it feels like an eternity of like dying in this garden in horrible ways. And then someday they just end up stumbling out of an alleyway somewhere. Mm. It's like they they wake up, some sort of dream. Yeah. Hey. So they felt that punishment and it's enough... To make them, you know, reconsider what the fuck they're doing with their life. Like, they, they don't actually even, like, stumble out of the alley. Like, they'll wake up in the alley and there's just, like, almost like a bed of flowers beneath them. Yeah, mm. I like that. But, you know, so Powerclip wouldn't know this because they haven't exited the garden since they came in. Yeah. And so they would think, yeah, Dream Garden has killed this person. And they're like, okay, but what the fuck? That was a good person. You can't just judge people based on like this one tiny thing that they did for the right reason. You have to judge people based on the situation and their circumstances. It, you know, morality mm. is and perhaps complex. 
Dream Garden sees that as an attack on them mm. and judges Powerclip to be evil. And then Powerclip has to fight the garden itself using power clippy powers. That have developed while they've been in the garden for so long. Boom. But not being punished. So I'm kind of... Imp- um, it's quite interesting that it's gone from that route. I always thought that Powerclip would have just one day disappeared and it would have totally thrown the garden off like balance. Ah. Well, maybe that's what happens. Like that's how, that's how they get in. That's how they get brought into the nerf team. Is that they just get pulled out of thin air? Yeah. So one yeah. day maybe the garden is just like, oh hey, power, oh power clip's gone. I think power clip would vanish after they had this scare. Like, mm. oh god, what mm. are we gonna do? Like, they're taking out good people now. What are they gonna do to me? Oh. And then they vanish. Maybe, yeah, maybe like they think that power clip has just gone, and they've and they kind of almost like regret what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then just to have a happy ending, power clip comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Happy days. I think Happy if we had longer, days. we'd probably perhaps have the garden have more of an effect on the real world. Mm. Like have things escalate to a point where more people... Like, perhaps it'd be, like, a rumor, you know, like a big public secret. Like, be careful what you do, or you might wander into the garden. Mm. A bit more like urban myths type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Huh, funny. Urban. Uh. So, how would you spread rumors about the delightful Dream Garden IRL listeners? Huh? Well, we'll let them decide. Okay. Let you decide. Thank you all so much for listening to us create a carnivorous plant of a garden superhero person thing. If, if you, you want, want to, su- to support us, um, see, I, I got there before you this time. I wasn't going to let you linger out your if you want to do anything. You <laughs> sly dog. Um, if you want to support us, we can do the old leave a review on iTunes or like Twitter or wherever you leave your reviews these days like in the gutter i'll find one in like a stuffed into a bottle whatever name you leave on your message in a bottle we will stick through a name generator and we'll throw it as an episode so that'll be Mm. like an entire episode of our canon all dedicated to you because of you you would be the seed that grows into a superhero Eh? Mm -hmm. Mm. all right all right i'll take that one last thing again Thank you for everyone who came to have a chat with us at uh, MCM Comic Con. It was very fun to meet you all, and you give us the fuel in our boilers to continue doing this. So, without further ado, you've been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I'm Dean the Daffodil McKnight. I'm Jade. I couldn't possibly pick a random flower. They all have so many different meanings. Sarson. I'm Josh the Rosebud Randall. Ah, hmm. see, that, Josh would pick cute? one. Hmm. Why couldn't you, Jade? But again, that has so many connotations. I mean. Ugh. Good night. <laughs>